Check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody to the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Presented by Pro Taper, Get Maxxis Tires and 100% Goggles. Coming at you. Thursday, July 18th, 11 a.m. Pacific. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships pick up this weekend in Millville. Four more left. Five more left, sorry. Five more left. So this thing is winding down. I want to uh, talk to you guys about what's going on. AC, Ferrandis, Cooper racing for the championship. And then we got, of course, Marvin, Eli. Do we still have Ken? Do we? 702-586-7857. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. 702-586-PULP. We are giving away a fly racing casual kit today. I think it's shorts and a shirt and a jersey or, I, I don't know, a hat. Uh, we're going to give it away to a lucky caller. 702-586-7857. Please give us a call if you can. And uh, let's talk some Millville. Let's talk uh, MXGP if you want. Talk some Supercross. I want to talk to MX Designations as well coming up. Uh, I think I have an idea on whose the team is. And, uh, yeah, much more. Flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, who will be back this weekend wearing Fly Racing. Uh, Justin Bogle, of course, Fly Racing. Ben LeMay, supporting privateers as always. The Teddy Parks Experience program is uh, heavily supported by the folks at Fly Racing. So whether it's privateers or whether it's factory heroes, Fly Racing dials those, all, all those guys in. And the Formula Helmet, you guys have got to check this thing out. It's been out for a little bit now, and it is the pinnacle of helmet protection from the folks at Fly Racing. They've been very proud of it. They spent a lot of money on this thing to help protect your janky heads for low-speed and high-speed collisions. So thanks to Fly Racing for coming on board. Thank you, Get, Get, Get. Uh, Justin Barsha, Aaron Plessinger using the Get uh, ECUs on their four-strokes. Of course, the two-stroke stuff is very popular for those guys. The SOS system, the hourless wire meters. Uh, Get has a lot of cool products, and uh, their sister company, Athena, as the big boars, everybody. So Chris Kiefer's on board with those guys. Uh, so thanks to Get. Uh, if you want a discount from anything at Get or Athena, simply email us using the contact form on pulpamex.com, and we will pass that on, and uh, you can get a little bit of a listener discount. Maxxis Tires, MXST, developed by the King, Jeremy McGrath, used by AJ Cantanzaro in Supercross this year. I know a lot of you people don't think of Maxxis as maybe a high-end tire. We certainly used them in Moto XXX in 2002, and the MXSTs are better than that. But this MXST line that McGrath uh, developed and used and AJ Cantanzaro used and, and everything else, uh, yeah, it's, it's right on par with a lot of those high-end tires. So please check them out the next time you're trying to make a tire purchase. Look at Maxxis, all right, and, uh, and dial you in. Pro Taper, Pro Taper guys, you know, this, you know the crossbar list bar. It was patented and invented by Pro Taper in the early 90s. Well, now they have the 7 8 bar. Of course, they have a Fusion bar. They have official bars and sprockets of Geico Honda, JGR, Suzuki, Rockstar Husky Worldwide. All use Pro Taper if you have a little one. He's got little hands, right? Because he's tiny. 
So then he needs a micro line of bars and grips from the folks at Pro Taper. It's official product of the KJSC program. Please, if you have a little one, look at that whole Pro Taper micro line, and uh, they've been absolutely killing it with that. So uh, thanks to those guys. 100%. The official goggle of premier athletes around the world, all three Supercross champions. Cooper Webb, Dylan Ferrandez, Chase Sexton, run 100%, and uh, they see more and they ride faster in the most extreme conditions. The Armega goggle is the pinnacle of uh, goggle technology from the folks at uh, 100%. Ultra HD lens clarity to motocross. That's what they brought. Armega.com. The best part of 100% coming on this show for the outdoors is that if you go to ride100percent.com, use the code MOTO60, you can save at checkout on casual apparel and accessories. So uh, MOTO60 code. 25% 25% off casual apparel and accessories from the folks at Ride100%.com. Uh, Jason Thomas will be coming on shortly here uh, to talk a little bit of Billville and talk uh, the rest of the series. And uh, we got a, a studio guest again coming in once again from WPS uh, and you know, does some work for Vital MX as well. It's Chris Cooksey. What's up, Cooksey? How are you? What's happening? Dude, that is one hell of a sponsor read. It's not bad, right? <laughs> Dude, you cruise right. Most people do like a tape and then jump in. He, he does this one shot. Boom. Yeah. Nah, well. It's almost like I've done it a few times before, right? Yeah, go figure. Uh, five rounds left. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk motocross to nations as well. Uh, one of the reasons I invited you in was uh, I, I was so unprepared. I'm so lazy. I didn't know what to talk about. So I said to you, Cooksey, come on in tomorrow and bring five topics that you want to talk about in the sport. So that's fantastic. So we're going to have that coming in shortly. Uh, also, taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down there. Soon to be a proud owner of an intense taser. It's this legendary. Hey, Steve. Well, we'll see you on that second part. But yeah, we'll see about that. You're gonna borrow it. You're gonna borrow the taser. I'm gonna try it. Yep. You're gonna go out. Why are you all of a sudden e-bike guy? What happened? Um, and why are you watching videos on your phone that we can hear on the mic? Oh, could you hear that? Sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't like. I don't, I don't like great getting. I don't, I don't like getting beat by you on stuff. And uh, but I like riding with you. And I know you don't feel bad about just being right behind me the whole time and everything like that. No. But I'm like, you no, know I what don't. I. I'm trying to push you to be a yes, you athlete. are, yeah. yeah, and uh, um, so you might do e-bike life, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm like you and your I'm rugged good my looks fingers over there. an inch apart, this close. If I can get the right bike and uh, certain things go my way, then I'm probably a very near future owner of ah. an e-bike of some ah, sort. Okay, dude, all right, rugged MacGyver. If you're not first, you're last. He's yeah, coming man, for you, Steve. Uh, intense cycles. Uh, that your cord is wrapped around your one. There you go. Intensecycles.com. Pulpamex10 is the code to save on anything from the folks at Intense. And we'll, we'll keep everybody up to date on uh, Tits Legendary's mountain bike decision here. I know you're all on the edge of your seat. It's one of my top two choices. So it's it's that and some other brand, which I won't I won't say right, right now. Right. You know, okay. but we'll see. 702-586-PULP. Let's talk uh, Millville. Let's talk Washugo. Let's talk MXGP as well. Tim Geyser, well on his way to that thing. That's for sure. Uh, first up, though, to uh, discuss that and more, it's Jason Thomas from Fly Racing. What's up, JT? Just uh, listening to you guys talk about e-bike life, as usual. <laughs> yeah, e-bike, e-bike uh, uh, pulp show. That's what it's coming to. Uh, Tits yep. is on board, though. He's he, he, You're a road bike guy. You're a road bike guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just use it for training. It's not like I love it or anything. I used to love it when I was racing, like, say the lance days i was all about it but now it's more yeah. of you know you know what it is training. i i find the florida floridians are not in the mountain bikes because you guys just don't have much there to mountain bike with i mean there's um, something but it's there's there's no hills there's not a lot of hills you know it's it's i just there's a bigger mountain bike scene in florida than you would think okay but is there a mountain for me there? i just don't like mountain bikes because i crash all the time 
Oh, well, yeah. It was like hazardous to my health, so <laughs> I had to would. get away from it. Um, all right, what percent? Talking about Geyser, what percent you think Geyser's managed to ride at and still win this thing, JT? Because he he's not crashing. He's he's able to just put it together here. Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely cruising. Uh, you can, I mean, you can just see it in the the way the series has gone. At the beginning, he was crashing a lot, but he had to deal with Cairoli and DeSalle and then Hurlings came back and I mean, he was having to push and Cairoli was, was winning more times than not. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think in anywhere in him, he fears the likes of Sewer or yeah. Paul Ann or Tonus or any of those guys, but you know, hey, maybe they have a great moto, yeah. but I don't think he fears them. You know, he, if they're having their day and it's just like, man, they're just killing it right now. Go ahead. I'm yep. winning by like 170 points or whatever it is. Yep. Yeah, you you can win. Have at it. Cool to see Sewer coming on. Cool to see Tonus figuring it out, staying healthy. You know, yep. Desal and Paulin kind of losing their their edge. Obviously, Desal's injured, but kind of losing their edge a little. We're seeing a little bit of a new guard in that series. But do you think it's? I see. I don't necessarily believe that. I mean, it is cool to see a different group at the front, but I think it's just casualties. I, I think that's more. Just guys being out because if Cairoli's there, if Hurlings is there, if DeSalle's there, I think those guys are battling for five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think they're at the front. Yeah, possibly. Um, that's not their fault. They can only race who's there, but I think it's more of just the series taking a toll than it is those guys really stepping up, right. so to speak. Um, all right, Chris Cooksey in studio, Jason Thomas on the phone. Uh, 2020 Fly Stuff coming out real soon. You've mm-hmm. been selling it to dealers, Cooksey, for a little bit here. So yeah. this is always an exciting time, Chris, for, for your, you guys. Dude, this stuff, it looks good. It's it, And I'm constantly hitting JT up. When can I show it? When can I launch it? When can I do it? And he's always trying to hold us back. So uh, Yeah, no, he brings you down. He brings everybody down. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, you guys forgot to mention the tall guy. What do you got, a prejudice against tall guys? Jonas Jonas? Come on, man. Yeah. Jonas? Jonas did good this past weekend. Yeah, Jonas is coming yep. around. So, um, No, it's exciting for you guys. And uh, we're going to have the gear. Um, it's gonna be You're going to see the Washougal and the guys. But Friday night. Alberta Rose Theater, live podcast show, Racer X, Pulp MX live podcast show with some special guests. And the gear will be there, JT, we believe. It will. Yep. yep. So yep. you'll be able we, to see uh, it on Max Friday night. just building some mannequins for cool. it right now. 20, tw- tickets start at 20 bucks, everybody. Uh, link on PulpMX.com, link on Racer X. So those are fun. You can come see it Friday night. Um, Zacho, back this weekend, JT. How do you think he's going to feel with that shoulder? Uh, didn't sound like he's going to be too far off. I, I don't know if he can back up his... Southwick win, you know, the second motor, that's the last time we saw him ride. So yeah. that's a that's a tough result to try to back up. But I fully expect him to be in that top five six and it's kind of the way the series has been. If you you know, if you get a good start, have a good ride, you can be mm-hmm. second or third. But if you don't, you know, maybe you're gonna be in sixth because Anderson's getting better and Webb's still improving, so there's a lot of variance at the front still in this series, which isn't is is kind of atypical for what we've seen in recent years. It's usually the first three are really established, and there's no breaking into it. But that's that's good. These guys are uh, the younger guys are coming up and making it more of a anything goes type series. Well, JT and I worry about Osborne. So he's off for a couple of weeks. His biggest strength has been endurance. Does is it go away that quick, or do you think he's going to still have it? Yeah, I don't think that'll be a problem because it's you know his base is well established and. He got hurt right before Redbud. Uh, so you're talking about, I think he got hurt on July, 4th of July. So, you know, we're what, two weeks removed from that to the day? It was two weeks ago today he got injured. Uh, that's nothing. Uh, that's seriously nothing. So, um, no, can, I don't think you'll we'll see any drop off. You would keep spinning, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I mean. I don't think there's going to be any drop off at all. Like, he couldn't ride for literally, I think it was. Uh, 
just over a week, like eight days, he didn't ride. I mean, that's that's like just a vacation. Like some guys would just do that just to do it. So yeah. uh, I think if there's if there's any pain, that could be a factor. I don't expect that. It didn't sound like it was that bad. Um, but I don't think you're going to see much. I think uh, if he comes in and doesn't have any setbacks today, uh, I think he'll be fine. What, what exactly was the injury? Was it AC? Was it? pectoral like something with uh chest sternum i don't even know if there was like a lot of structural damage but um i I don't know exactly what was wrong but it was something with chest sternum area um all right uh 702-586 pulp got a few lines open still and then fly racing moto 60 show uh give us a call uh we got ratcliffe on four ratcliffe you want to talk more zacco yeah a little more zacco um you guys already touched on that and so it looks like he's coming back this weekend. Yep. Uh, my other question is, how do we think Marble do this weekend? It's been amazing to see how he just rides that rear wheel and sand and yeah, and different things like that. I think JT. I think Marv is going to be Eli's biggest uh, enemy here from here on out for this title. Yeah, you have to assume that. Um, you know, let's not forget that Marv was a few heroic non-human laps from Tomac last year away from winning last year too. You know, that would, this is one of the races where Eli went into some other dimension and was doing four seconds a lap faster than everybody. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Marv wins. So we'll see. I, I do expect him to be either first or second. Um, it's really going to depend to me more on what Tomac does because I think we're going to see the same Marvin we've been seeing lately. I just think that if Eli's firing on all cylinders, he's better than Marvin. Um, but that's a that's a crapshoot of which Mar or which Eli shows up. But JT, uh, one thing that's going to help Osborne and Marv. Can we have a weather report, please, <laughs> for this weekend? What well, is going to be cool? Uh, that was yep. surprising this morning. Um, they must have must have some kind of front rolling through because it's only going to be seventy five on Saturday the, for the high. That's so, that's crazy because it's been. Uh, I talked to Jerry Robin for a privateer mm-hmm. podcast and he said how hot it's been, how humid it's been. It's been yep. tough. Well, they're under a heat advisory caution right now uh, today, oh boy. today and tomorrow. Uh, so that's obviously going to going to pass. And then uh, there's a fifty percent chance of rain on Saturday too. So we'll have, just have to see how that goes. We know how Weege feels about that. He would say it's not going to rain, but. Uh, had a few tweets, people writing me saying that uh, they're ex- definitely expecting rain on Saturday. So yeah, who knows uh, what that you know what that variable will bring. Wow. So be you actually going to see how that affects Ross Roxon too. Yeah, maybe it's good, right? Well, let's not yeah. forget how impressive he was on the early laps a year, however many years ago that was, where he went from like eighth to first in one lap, making everybody look stupid. Yeah. So he certainly has pace at this track. If uh, you know, maybe the maybe the temperature changes the the change he needs to get back on track. I, I don't think that's going to be a real difference down the stretch of the season, but maybe on this one day he could get back into that winning form. Thanks, Ratcliffe. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, you mind if I relay a, a lesson I learned on Max's tires? Yes. Quick. Go ahead. Recently bought a new Minion for the front. Loving it. I've been riding Max's tires for like 15 years. I accidentally didn't look to see that it was a 3C or the Max Terra Minion, which is the extra grippy for the front. Uh-huh. If anybody's buying a front tire for mountain bike, look for the softest, grippiest thing you can get because, man, that sucker was sliding off rocks. and I racked myself on the bars. It was great. Oh, fantastic. Good to hear. Yeah, they have a few. They have the race, the race spec, and then they have like a normal one, and then they have a, a sidewall stiffer front as well i, I think just got so. the new exo plus which is awesome it has the silk lining and the sidewall protection which i'm excited for because it's extra rocky out where i live here in colorado right but definitely get the 3c max terra for the front 
It'll save your bacon. It's worth it. There we go. I, I Thanks, came man. for the Moto Thanks, Moto three six the Moto sixty show. Is this yeah. the mountain sixty it's, show? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's the mountain bike three sixty exactly. Uh, 702-586-7857. Uh, Kurt wants to talk about the TLD team. Kurt, what's happening, man? How are you? How's it going, man? Uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I just had a question about this Brian Rowe guy that uh, you put on Twitter that KTM was looking at. Yeah. What's his story? I haven't really heard about him or anything. What's his, his deal? Well, um, as uh, uh, the, the Adam Wheeler told me on Twitter, too, that he thinks it's a done deal. Uh, I think it's done, too, but I don't have confirmation, so I said it's a rumor. Uh, so I, I look for it to happen. I think it's driven from the KTM guys more than anything. He's a French kid. Uh, he's very good at Supercross uh, as opposed to Motocross. Easy um, on that. Very good. Yeah. I mean, I when, mean, when yeah, you say yeah, that, that might be overstated. Okay. He, he's good at Supercross. Yeah. He doesn't win at Bercy in Geneva in these races. He's He wins a main event here and there, but he doesn't dominate at all. He didn't win um, the amateur all-star here. Yeah. I just, I'm not exactly sure, uh, but it's, it's Supercross higher is what it is, Kurt. And, uh. Yeah, I guess good luck with that, you know? I don't know. Dude, if this deal's done, I'm sorry, but this is horrible. Like, it's... I, I don't know who made the decision yep. if it's done, but why would you? Why good. would you take a Brian Moreau over a Hartraft or Hayes or... Dude, how many guys are or, out there that are yeah. already have fan bases built here that are good? McAdoo. McAdoo's not signing. I think McAdoo will end up there. I do. I, I think but, that ends up. But that, 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 that I, I do that before that deal. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I think that, KT that wants to next, go super young. My next question I think it's was, all a youth um, movement right now. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Jake. Go ahead, Kurt. Um, I was just wondering, like, why would you take him over, like, Cookie said, like a McAdoo or a Hartley? Right, Ramp right. Or... Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Like JT said they want to go young, but... Yeah, I don't know, man. I, budget-wise or, or... You know, there's definitely some tension and issues, I believe between the TLD guys and the upper management of KTM over the results, over the bikes, over the riders, Jordan Smith's leaving, Shane McElrath's leaving. Things are rocky over there for sure. So how do you manage a team if you can't get the riders you want and then they get pissed at you for results? I'm sorry, but looking at it from the outside in, Tyler keeps in a no-win situation and I don't know how or what he can do to, to, to get the guys he wants. Well, I think he's had all the guys he wants. And McElrath has come through, and Jordan Smith has come through for them. They've got wins. They've got they've you know been title contenders. Now well, were, Jordan Smith didn't necessarily come through. He was a Geico guy. Well, no, but I mean, he won races. He was in title hunts for. for no, TLD. but what I'm saying is he wasn't a part of that program where they brought him up. He was no, Geico. Yeah, I'm not, no, I know, but there's. I'm saying he he they hired him, they wanted him, and he's come through for the team. You know, like on a when you saw, when you when you have Jordan Smith, you look at what do you paid him and what he delivered. It's probably yeah. pretty close. It's you know okay. you get what you want. But the Cantrells and Pierce Brown and Drake are all amateur kids that I don't know how much Tyler has say in or if he has all say. I have no idea how that works. Um, but, yeah, I mean, maybe they just said, look, Tyler, you know, it didn't work this year, so we're picking Brian Moreau from Europe. I don't know. I- I'm with you. I- I'm-, I'm with you. Let's so, dig this hole deeper. Yeah, we'll see, Kurt. Thanks for calling, man. All right, thank thank you. you. It'll be interesting to see how it all comes together. That's for sure. See, I'm a little – I'm more open-minded to it. Uh, I mean, the one example of that, which I'm trying, which makes me want to keep an open mind is Tom Vial. Like I was like, what, why, what are you doing? And then he's killed it. Like he's been great Mm -hmm. this year. So he's the guy that, that leads me to try to be like, okay, well maybe they know more than I do because they certainly did on that kid. Yeah. But I feel like those KTMs in Europe where there's no production rule. Might be an advantage. It might be like putting somebody on a pro circuit bike in the early 2000s. You know. When, no, I get it. I, all yeah. my point is those guys have definitely seen Moreau ride more than we have. So yes, I'm going to hope that 
they have a reason for doing this. And, and we'll see. Maybe we're all right, and this is yeah, yeah. a terrible move, well, and hey, we look, all laugh at them. But, I, man, that Vial thing really surprised me. Look, uh, I've seen Moreau a lot, and I can't figure it out either. But I'm not too proud to admit that when they signed Dylan Ferrandez, I'm like, what? Yeah. He gets hurt every year. He raced the Monster Cup and didn't do that well. Um, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, I, 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 was, uh, I was not a fan of the Ferrandez hire. And it's worked out very well. Uh, no, so, I, I don't even think you can compare those. You I mean, can't, but I'm saying. I see they, 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 it scored with Dylan, so now they're going to reach for this kid, and that's what they typically do. Okay, it works once, so let's go way down here. Yeah, I mean, they're the ch- over- Chad, Chad opened the gate for a lot of Aussies that came over and didn't do much. Well, the Ferrandez one was different. I mean, Ferrandez is a, an established veteran. Moreau's 17 years old. You know, it's a different, that's a different dynamic. No, me. I know, but I'm saying I wasn't a fan of Ferrandez, and it worked out yeah. great. I, I, of the hire, not Ferrandez, of the hire. And it's worked right. out great. So I'm not a fan of this Moreau hire, and, you know, maybe I mean, it'll work out. Yeah. For KTM, part of the thing is you sign riders to get attention, to get results, to get PR. Dude, is this guy really – I mean, are people going to like him when he comes over? Like, yeah. what's that going to do for the brand? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see the if benefit. You, if you don't podium and you come from another country like Moreau or these other guys, then you're not, you're not doing anything for a team. You know, you've got to get on a podium because you're not bringing the Weston Pike – Fan club or the or, or any of these other guys. Yeah, the autograph line. They'll be like, "Who's this guy?" Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, Hartraff needs a ride, and Hayes need a ride. I would take both of those guys over Brian Moreau right now. I would take McAdoo. I'd so. probably take Jerry Robin. Um, oh hold boy, on. hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I would probably take John Short. Hold on. How well, many times have you seen Moreau ride Supercross, Cooksey? Like two. Right. That's and that's all I'm saying. Like we're. We're going really deep on this kid when we don't really know yet. I'm That's judging all. off the fact that a built-in fan base matters when you sign people to a team that brings in sponsors. Like, but you it's not don't straight know results. how you can realistically say Jerry Robin or John Short. That, to me, that's no, that's, that's, that's a complete reach. But I was just making a point. I would still rather have those guys and give them a shot. They're men. They're not kids. They're going to come in. And you don't know. Which maybe, is, I maybe think you're, you're saying it. You're saying they're men and not kids, and KTM is saying they're men and not kids for the exact opposite reason. Yeah, they're saying, hey, they've had a chance. They're, you know, but they haven't. But well, that's what KTM's saying. I know. I'm with you. They're I, high. I, listen, I, I'm with you. These teams, if you don't come in and be balls out in a, in a year or two, they forget you. I, I would look at Josh Osby. I, Osby yeah. in Supercross is legit. So I. You know, give him a factory bike. But anyways, uh, I never thought we'd talk about Brian Monroe for 10 minutes today. <laughs> uh, Jonesy, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. What's going on? So a lot of talk after Red Bud about uh, the star Yamahas again. It's not something new. No. Of course. We saw him jump in the leap. Saw him jump in the uphill triple at Millville. They're so good, dude. Three out of They're five so good. bikes up front every start. Yes. Um, my question kind of twofold is, since probably Jeremy Martin, they've racked up a ton of titles. How much of that is bike advantage, and what percentage of bike advantage? And then second part, where would we rank these bikes as far as all-time in the class? I mean, they've got to be up there with the PC bikes of the early 2000s. I don't know about yeah. the Honda in the 80s. That was probably a little bit more dominant. But Yeah, Honda in the 80s, they really had a leg up on their 125s. Um, you know, fundamentally... The Yamaha, the backwards motor design, is, is a better design for the smaller bikes. It really works well. Uh, it's, a, it's a better design overall, even if you look at the 450s. But you get, I think you get into a little bit of issues with weights of the motorcycle versus the horsepower versus the torque on the frame and everything else in a 450 that makes that bike, for some people, 
not ideal, but um, they're really good. I, I think it's impossible, JT, to put a ratio on it. Um, they're really good. Yeah, of course they are really good. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, they have the advantage, and I think this stuff is all cyclical. I really do. Yeah. Um, you know, the Honda had it for a long time in our, you know, our history, and then Pro Circuit really upped the game to the point where they were building everyone else's engines for them. You know, every they were all their competition. They were building the engines for them because they had such a good grip on the four-stroke technology. Uh, yeah, I mean, this this won't last forever. You know, these other guys will respond. I mean, KTM in the 450 class seems to have the big edge right now, right? So I just think these things happen, and uh, companies will keep evolving, and, and that that favoritism and and edge will shift to somebody else as as things happen. Now look at AC; he's one of the heavier guys in the classes. He pulls whole shots, pull, you know, yep. and all that. Well, so. But so but and, and and okay, able put, to jump the triples though still. So yeah, yeah. What could he be right? But put Does Dylan Masterful run top fives. If you well, Adam was going fight? inside on purpose. He did do it at some point, which Steve corrected me on. But he he basically just gave up and said, "I'm going inside." Um, Ferrandis put Ferrandis Cooper on another team, and they're still podium guys, top five guys, right? I mean, we all agree yeah, that, right? Absolutely. Like like you know so. But Oldenburg and Masterpool, like you said, Jones, you about Master. I mean, they've been running up front when maybe, maybe on another team, another bike, they don't do that as much. Steve, you know? where do you come <sighs> down on Swisscore? For those of you who are pulp loyalists, you know who Swisscore is. Rapid fleet. We got a huge argument over, well, argument maybe strong, but yeah. discussion over Justin Cooper and how much the Yamaha has benefited him. Where do you come down on that talk? Oh, I mean, it's helped him, but yeah, I, I just said he'd be a top five guy on another bike, right? For sure. Yeah, well, he. my point was he's been, and it, it got skewed because he wasn't a red bud, but going into red bud, he was the fastest qualifier at exactly 50% of the races he's entered, which mm-hmm. is crazy talk. That yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah. Then Swizz blows that off and tells me that it's at least two positions for him, that he would not be even in the conversation really without that Yamaha. Dude, I, I, I just don't yeah, buy Yeah, I don't buy that either. I'm with I you on that. I, I mean, But I will say the bikes, I think the bikes are closer than they've ever been, maybe minus the Suzuki with the big bore. <laughs> but not that. <laughs> but they're as close as they've ever been. I don't ever remember a time when in the 80s there was always gaps in the shitty bike and a good bike, yeah. and they're close, And man. like JT said, Pro Circuit, Dorino Miller came over from Toyota. He's passed away now, but Dorino Miller came over and... He knew those Cowie four. He knew those four-stroke motors before anybody else did. Yeah, and those things were ridiculous. And everybody's so, caught up. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> Think about Chris Gosler getting podiums back in. The yeah, day. dude. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they were. They were something else. Thanks, Jonesy. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Have a good one. The guys were free. That's that, what you know. They Pro Circuit had such an edge back then. Yeah. Yeah. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Fly Racing. Uh, dot com. Please check them out. Brought to you by Maxis. Get one hundred percent and the folks at uh, Pro Taper as well. Uh, Chris Cooksey in studio, Jason Thomas on the line. Uh, all right, before we let you go, JT, um, MXDN talk. Let's go there. Uh, Holland this year. So if I had to bet a Basset Hound on the team right now. <laughs> you only got one left, so be careful. <laughs> I know, and I love the one that's left. He's the best one ever. Um, right, Tits? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say it's Cooper Webb, Jason Anderson, and Zach Osborne. Would I would I keep a Basset Hound or would I lose it in your eyes? You said Cooper Webb, Jason Anderson, and Zacho. Yeah. Who's going to ride the 250? I don't know. Zacho. Wow. Maybe I would I go uh, if Amart has a strong weekend this weekend. I'll go Amart. Well, depends on if Cooper wants to ride. I think they probably pick Cooper if he wants to ride. 
but I think the two 450 guys will be Webb and Zacco. So, now, if they do pick Amart, does JGR pick up the tab? How does that work? Yeah. I mean, JGR has, yeah, JGR has to pay, for sure. You know, I mean, that AMA pays for a flight for a mechanic and a rider. Good job, AMA. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, um, I, I, I don't know. You, you, you said that we shouldn't go. Yeah. I have to agree. Yeah, I, I've said that over and over. Um, you don't think Zacco could ride a 250? Uh, oh, could he? Of course he yeah. could. I, don't, yeah. I just don't think that's the best use of our guys. Dude, are we going to go through this again? He looks I mean, a bit. He, he looks a bit more muscular than last year. Does he, he weigh a little to? bit? I, I would pretty much guarantee he doesn't want to. Dude, he'd do it. He'd do anything. He'd move there right now if you told him to. Yeah. For destinations. But does he weigh a little bit more now, JT? Uh, I doubt it. I don't think Alden would let him gain any weight. So, <laughs> so okay. Cooper, Webb, and Osborne, JT. You think? Uh, or Amart? Yeah. You, um, you, you can't be serious with Amart. Well, I'm, well, you said yeah, it. Sure, why not? In the sand? Yes. I, he's a multi-time MX, MXON veteran, whether on USA or on Puerto Rico. Yeah. He's great in the sand. And I don't – I just don't know Cooper in that environment. I mean, he rode – he was fast to qualify at Southwick, so maybe I'm just wrong. But I don't know. If Amart keeps on keeping on like he is right now, and they, got, they have an engine package figured out and he's progressing – I think he's a solid choice. I mean, he just seems to ride well in that occasion and in shitty weather in the sand. Yeah, I do. I believe so. Okay, I don't want to come off like a Nazi, but does, wow. <laughs> does it matter who we send? We're not doing very good. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I'm torn. I don't know if we can win. Or Well, I should. we can win. We can because that race is so crazy. I mean, Vlanderen takes a, a rock to the eye, and he's out for the weekend, you know, right away. And France is... They have Charlier and whoever else they can drum up to ride these things. Um, I don't think it's out of the question. I think we're for sure in a bad spot, but maybe it works the opposite. I mean, Red Bud seemed like a shoe in, and we got our asses kicked, so who knows? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, in a negative way, if they can't podium at Red Bud, they can't podium at Aston. I, unless, unless Chuck's son, or Magoo, can, and all these guys come out of retirement. Well, or you can flip it and be like JT and say anything can happen. Like, anything can happen. Well, anything can happen anytime, but, dude, yeah. yeah. I would bet my house we're not going to win. It's the weak, but keep this in mind. This is the weakest MXGP and MX2 variants we've ever seen. Everyone's hurt, right? So we're not going to see a very strong lineup across the board, I don't believe. That doesn't mean we can win, but man, these teams look deflated right now because everyone's on the sideline. Or at least at least one of the strong members of every team is on the sideline. One, one thing for sure, let's not show any imagination with the team. Let's just take the, the, <laughs> the, the, the Justin Cooper who could lock up and, you know, this and that and then just take, you know, Webb and Osborne. Like, ah, it's just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you really break it down, and, and we were talking to some people that, you know, that are involved in the team about this, I'll take our guy versus Vial. Uh, in the sand especially, I would assume that's going to be their pick for 250 because Ferrandis is out. I'll take our guy over him. Um, and then the rest of it, who knows? Like, I'll take Zacco in the sand versus Febra or Paul Ann. I, I would. I think he's he's great at that event. Look how good he was at Matterly, you know? I don't think I don't think he has any problem performing at this event. So when you really break it down rider by rider, I don't hate our chances. Um, really, the the wild card is the Netherlands. If Hurlings comes in 100%, and Koldenhoff, he's climbing back to form, and he was much better in Indonesia than he's been. Uh, those those two could go one one in both motos. That hurts us. I um, think Hurlings will be back, right? I mean, 
Well, unless he gets hurt again, is what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. Every time he's gotten on his bike for more than a month, he's gotten hurt lately. So, right. JT, you sound uh, you sound like a Cub fan long before they won the World Series. Like this is the year we got it, and just all no, these. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm going in fully expecting to lose. I'm just saying when you really analyze the numbers and who's who, we should go in with our heads up. I, I don't see why we wouldn't, <clears throat> but you know, it just hasn't it hasn't been working out for us. Regardless, Redbud I think is the outlier. Because if you go back to the years before then, I mean, Majora, we could have won, should have won maybe. Germany, if Tomac doesn't ghost ride his bike, maybe we're in the mix to win there too. I mean, there have been several years where it's yeah. been anybody's race. Dungey kind of squitted out that year too. Yeah, going uh, that was in uh, Kegums. I mean, if Dungey rides, and, and don't forget Jeremy Martin breaks his ankle on Saturday. You know, there was, there's just been a lot of bad luck, almost evening out all the good luck we had for years, which I think, Steve, you've done a great job of reminding everyone of how awesome things went for us when it was looking <laughs> like it was all going to go wrong. Somehow we found a way for yeah, years. Yeah, it's happened a lot. Yep. yep, yep. So it just seems like it's evened out a bit on that end. But when you really break it down in a vacuum and you look at who's riding and who's healthy and who's not, I don't think it looks that terrible. We just may, need to make sure we have the right team. You know, we can't go in – hoping that Cole Seeley is going to perform well in the mud. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, Covington towards ACL, you know, that we can't help that. But he's never raced a 450 at a big event, and we put him on a 450. I, there, there have just been a lot of questionable moves yeah. where you're like, well, man, this, but, how's and, this ever going to work? And that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, so what, we've been, what USA has been doing is not working. So, hey, Barsha, get on a 250F. Hey, Zacho, ride a 250F. Like, dude, you just can't take – the MX2 guys – that is a very key class in the, at this race. It is, it is very, very key. So to just take the number one American, mm-hmm. you know, the next guy in points, whoever it is, which we did with Amart, and we, we're doing this year with Cooper, or it may be, or we've done in the past, like that just takes no imagination. I don't have a problem with putting Barsha on one. I just, my, my only thing with Zacho is I don't want to pull one of our best, maybe our best sand guy. Off the 450. That's that's just what I don't want to do. Well, but as far point. as putting yeah. someone else on the 250, I, I'm not totally against yeah, that. Yeah, I mean Osborne is better than Webb and Anderson in the sand from what we've seen. I want, well, and you got to. I'm factoring in everything. I'm factoring in being in Europe. I'm factoring in he's ridden all those Dutch and Belgium sand tracks. You know that right. that's a big part of this deal too. Yeah. Well, and I want. I know Zacho wants to go. I say, send him absolutely. But the other guys don't pick best who you think. Ask them no, who the no, hell Web, wants to Web go. Web Anderson want to go. They really want to go. Said They're willing to put it. in five hard well, weeks. Are they? They say it or did, I haven't I mean, talked to Anderson lately, so <laughs> I don't know. Um, you're right. I mean, AC said at the press conference at Redbud, "I want to go. If I go, like if I get picked, I want to go." He's not going to be on the team, folks. Tomac has said, "I want to go." He said it on uh, a few podcasts. I'm going. They have to say that. he's not on. The, well, that's what I'm saying. Yes. So, so my my comeback to you was they said it. I'm now I'm now denouncing my own thing. My own argument. What well, I'm saying, Roger DeCoster, right. go over to them personally, pull them aside, say, I won't tell anyone. Just tell me, do you want to put in the effort? Do you want to give 100%? Do you yeah. want to bleed yeah. red, white, and blue? And if you do, I'll take you. If not, yeah. we'll make up an excuse. Roger needs to go. I don't disagree. <laughs> I'm sorry. He does. It's seven years, bro. It sorry. saddens me that somebody Listen, with the you, passion that Mitch Payton has isn't a, there. Rog, you helped out. You you did your job. It's It's been great. You've been, you're the big reason why USA went back in 1981, but it's been seven years in a row. And there's been a lot. Of, there's been a few decisions that haven't worked out. The gate pick selection, as JT can tell you, <laughs> at Redbud, yes. was horrendous. The strategy was horrendous. It's time. See yeah, later. I wouldn't put that all on Roger. No, I mean, there's, nope. 
But each each team manager, each mechanic, I mean, there there were a lot of people that could have weighed in on that. I mean, Dan Truman and Paul Parabino weren't even involved, and they were weighing in in the moment about what, what are they doing, you know? If yeah. Tony, if Tony Alessi's on that team, does that happen? Oh, I think lots of things happen if Tony West is on that team. Hey, I don't I care. On he, but, but I'll tell you what, he fights for a win, and that's all I want. I don't care if we win. I want fight. us to yeah, fight. The, fight for the, the authorities may be involved. I don't care. Right. I say Tony Alessi, he's the man. Okay, a couple more calls, and then we'll let JT go here. Uh, first up, Dave, what's up, man? How are you, Dave? Hey, good, guys. How you all doing? Good. What's up? Good. Yeah, so I kind of had a question. Um, Steve, as far as I know, I mean, I'm not sure if you have kids or it's been my my uh, wife and I, man, we've been getting pressured high, hard to have kids, and I don't do it. <laughs> What'd you say? Don't do it. I'm just kidding. Don't do it. Well, no, that's and that's it. So we don't really want to. But the question I had for you: What have you all experienced? Because I'm in my late 20s. We both very career driven, have great jobs. What has your all experience been as you've gotten older? For those that don't have kids, versus do. It seems like everyone that I know that's having kids at this age, they're they're just gone. No more moto. Nothing. So uh... I don't want to. How many cooks do you have? Yeah, I have kids, kids. and I have to. I don't get to go out. I see Steve going out to club, doing some stuff. You get to go out after the races sometimes. I go home, and it it, it does limit my time. And when you get home and you're tired, you you you, I I don't get to take a nap. My kids want to talk. They want to hang out, and and I love that. But I do still ride, and I and I you know I literally told my wife when we were together, and like that's the one thing she gives me. She says, you know what, go riding. Yeah, you you yeah. you cannot. And JT doesn't have kids, and I don't have kids, so we're not maybe the best people to talk about it. But I believe you cannot give up everything you no. you have in passion for kids. Like no, you, then you'll you, resent them. And that's yeah, you need to do something that you enjoy doing away by yourself, whatever it is, whether it's uh, uh, going to the movies or riding dirt bikes or going to the to Whack Shack down the street or something. Whatever yeah. it is that, whatever your passion is. Yeah, you just see it so often that guys, they have kids, you know, you ride with them, ride with them, they have yeah. them, and they're off the radar, and it's just a bummer, and, and I'm kind of in that transition age right now, I'm 28, Yeah, I see a lot of that, and I'm like, ah, shit, so I just want to see what you guys kind of have your experience and, and how that affected your career also as a mechanic. Yeah, no, uh, listen, totally did my, my, did. Wife, my wife met me when I was traveling, when I was a mechanic, She, if I'm home for too long, she gets mad at me and says, when are you leaving? Um, yeah. So that's been our relationship the whole time, and she's never wanted kids and everything else. Tits, what about you? You have two kids. I have two bambinos. Yes, you, you work your balls off at the concrete family business. Yes, and then you still like the mountain bike. Yes. So is, has it been a struggle for you? Uh, fortunately, I have a fantastic wife who's willing to let me go and do that stuff. That and golf are my two uh, things I quite enjoy. And so, right. if I didn't have that capability to do that stuff, I would be much uh, less happy than I am now. Believe it or not. Yeah, would, would, would you agree? It's all about. You have Balance. to pick a couple things, yes, and just take those. You can't all can't be all take. You got to have the yeah. the give and the take in I, there. I, I don't know, Dave. I don't have kids. And last weekend, Pookie's birthday, we had a staycation in town, and then we got hammered, went to the strip club two nights in a row, and yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. So it was great. Yeah, that, yeah, you're talking. That's more my speed. I've just been getting pressured a lot as a as I'm getting older by family. Uh, so oh yeah, yeah thank yeah. you're validating my feelings. Thanks. Steve. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Here. I mean, you know, JT. I mean, you don't have kids, but you probably hope to have some, but. It's, uh, yeah, and I was in a relationship where there were children involved, and it's uh, you're definitely trying to balance your personal time versus everybody else's time. So. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Uh, Doctor Papa, what's up, man? How are you? Hey guys, doing well. How are you? Good. What's happening? Good. JT, uh, first of all, did you do you follow Jim Holly on Instagram? 
I do. I do. And I also want to pose a question to you of how that adjustable uh, power valve is going. Here we go. (laughs) I haven't even tried it. (laughs) Uh, But I was wondering if you saw Jim Hawley's trip, and I think you you should give us another chance at showing you that we're not the shit show that you experienced back uh, whenever that is. (laughs) What was that? Where where was he? Where did he go? Guatemala. Oh, Jesus. JT's never never going back to Guatemala. Yeah, I got out. Check out his Instagram. He had the best time. I did. I saw it. I didn't know where he was, but I saw it. It did look cool. Yeah, I had a great time, too, but the problems were I lost my wallet while my, my wallet was stolen, my camera was stolen, and then the person that brought me there was murdered uh, a year what? later, and then another racer that I was friends with was murdered like six years later, so... Don't have a great track record for any involvement in Guatemala. I mean, yeah, Dr. Papa, I, you can't blame him. You can't. Oh, I, I, so you draw the line at murder? Those yeah. guys actually were my friends, so I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, wanted to ask you guys, so after your uh, review of Redbud, uh, JT was uh, a little hard on, on Eli. He was. He was too hard on destroying. him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're in trouble. JT was hard on Eli. You and Danny get together? Yeah. No, well, I would just refer to Denny if you want hard on Eli. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? My my whole thing with Eli is I know how great he is, and when when he doesn't perform to what I think he is capable of or even close to it, I just scratch my head. I don't care. It doesn't affect my life one way or another at all. At all. Like I don't get mad. It just it's a curious talking point because I don't think we've seen riders of his caliber. He's going to go down as one of the all time greats when he's done, in my opinion. I haven't seen many guys of that level of with that reverence have such a variance in how well they can ride or poorly ride. I've just never seen that before. So it's sure. curious so, to me. So my question is, uh, he actually in the past has referenced Ryan Dungey's style of being consistent to win titles. Mm-hmm. And Tomac has not won the last few races, but he actually extended his points lead. So, do you guys think he figured it out and something clicked and he's more in a dungeon mode, which could be way more dangerous for everybody else around him since he's not freaking out? Uh, I would say no because he, he was unable to win the Supercross Championship again. And also, the rides are weird because go back and see how many times you saw Dungey riding around battling with Freddie Noren level right. guys. That, that didn't really happen. Yeah, and, uh, I, and it doesn't happen all the time for Eli either, but every once in a while it does. And it's happened consistently every once in a while his whole career. That's the side I don't get, where he's, I don't know, three, four, five seconds a lap slower than what his normal pace would be. Those are the, the head-scratching ones. Yeah, and the only yeah. reason he extended the point lead is because Marvin took a nap under his bike for a little while. Right, yeah. right, yeah, that's true, too. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Thank you, guys. And uh, I'll I'll be sure I send you an update on the power valve. Yes, please do. Please do. I want to be clear because if I didn't think he was so good, I wouldn't even care. Like, I wouldn't even bring it up. Listen, he he got second, and you were like, I don't know, man. I don't know what's wrong with Like, I think you were just (laughs) – that particular weekend, I feel like you just – you know, you missed it's, Marvin just well, rode great. I'm like, not trying to come down on him. I just, it's, it's like I said, it doesn't matter to me if he gets first or 40th. No, no, I'm no, just saying no, it's we weird. We all know that. Like, if you want to bring that same topic up at, at WW Ranch for that seventh, I'm all on board. I'm on board with yeah, you. And that's more the rides that it's like, right. man, it's weird, strange ride. But then it's going, you know, going back to last year where he's riding around, looks like he's trying his hardest, and then all of a sudden he flips some switch and goes four seconds a lap faster. I mean, yeah. four seconds a lap is an incredible amount when you're already battling for the lead. Yep. That's the type of stuff I'm like, man, what is this guy really capable of if he had it all together all the time? Yep. Yeah, it's weird. I've never seen anything like it in our sport. 
All right, JT. Thanks, man. Appreciate the time. Um, you're not going this weekend, or are you going? What was it? I'm not going. Okay, no. I, I remember the, you were on the fence there for a bit. So, um, all okay. right. We'll see you at uh, we'll see you at Washougal next weekend. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Later, JT. Okay. Thanks. See ya. Uh, Jason Thomas on the Fly Racing Racer X uh, Fly Racing Fly Racing Moto <laughs> 60 show. I'm thinking of the live show. And uh, get Pro Taper Maxis and 100% Moto 60 at checkout to save 25% on casual apparel and accessories. At ride100percent.com, protaper.com, uh, get, and of course the folks at Fly Racing and Max's, Max's.com as well. All right, Cooksey. So as I mentioned, uh, I was too lazy to come up with stuff to talk about. So um, <laughs> what do you want? What's on your mind, dude? It was really hard to narrow it down to five things. Yeah, and we already kind of covered. Well, you could you could do three or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got more than that. No, okay. I got a lot more. So I could go fifteen if you want. But no, I uh, we already covered the Moreau TLD thing and how silly that is. What about? Okay, so they launched they put out the Supercross schedule and. Man, it got some backlash. There's a threat on Vital, and it kind of the guys at Feld were bummed because they work really hard to get these to schedule these stadiums is insane. You got to book it for seven days, possibly ten, and then you got to get it when it's not a football time, and then you got to make it in an area where you don't oversaturate it. What were your thoughts when you saw the schedule? Uh I well, the St. Louis in round two is is just a head scratcher because there's nothing going on in St. Louis. They don't have a team. They got an empty stadium, so I'm 100% with you. People don't understand the, the complexities of booking these stadiums, but you're telling me they couldn't get St. Louis later on? Okay, no, like, and, and, and that's a question. So that, I, that, I that, asked one was, that one was weird. I do not understand that one. I believe it would probably revolve around a monster truck event. Okay, this is the answer I got from Prater and Brennan. They said they take their research. They look at what's going on in the area, the demographics that they can pull, they would prefer to stay on the West Coast like they did in, you know, kind of Arizona last year yep. or Oakland, but just a football stadium. They can't. That was the best available option not to oversaturate Southern California and go three in a row because nobody wants to do three. Nobody can buy three Supercross tickets in a row. Yep. So they had to yep. break it up a little bit. And that's what they gave me. I would like to see, okay, so if that's inconvenient, and I get it, it, it that's the way it lies. If you make the night show at Anaheim 1, guess what? Everybody that made the night show, you get a five hundred dollar travel voucher, something like that. I think that's they'd be, hilarious. By the way, they would be shocked at how far, dude. Okay, what do those fireworks cost at every event? How about we do half the fireworks? It's twenty thousand of fireworks. Let's do something to reinvest in their product. Every other, every other show they put on, they invest in the product for whatever. Could you imagine if there was a concert and they said, "All right, guys, hey, we have uh, set everything up. Your instruments are here." And now uh, you go ahead and just give us 250 bucks, and you can play uh, this arena. It just wouldn't work, and that's essentially what Supercross I is. I can't find the 2020 Monster Jam schedule, but I wonder if it has something to do with that dirt, and they leave it in there, and they get a better rent and everything else. But I'm with you on all of that. They told um, me they have dirt at all these stadiums. They keep it there. They're the largest. No, 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 of- but, but the, if the Monster Trucks race isn't yes. there before, they save on load-in load times, right? They save yeah. on load-in costs and everything else. So that one was a head-scratcher. Um, but I feel like Cooksey and maybe – Someone could. I mean, isn't there a thread on Vital with complaints every single year the Supercross schedule is released? I don't remember it being this it's bad. This bad. This is okay. the worst that I've seen. I didn't right. really hardly see any positive. Right. And people are really upset about the finale not being in Vegas. Yeah. Well, that one I get. That one I get. I mean, when Salt Lake City, from what I understand, Salt Lake City just bought the final round from 20 the twenty million in know? advertising throughout so, the year. They're billing yeah. it as a second largest event to hit Utah since the Olympics. Yeah. You got to go with it. I know, why is money everything for you? Why do, why do they? Why does Feld make a lot of decisions on money? Now I did, okay. Now listen, <laughs> listen. 
do you think like this is way, 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 way smaller. But do you think I needed to give Bowers that money at, for uh, Southwick? Do you think I no. needed to do all the things for Mac to no. do at Red at, at uh, Straight Rhythm? No. Hell no. You just do it to do it to build some goodwill and everything else. So the fact that they sold out to make the final round Salt Lake, which will be 100% inferior to Vegas in every way. I disagree. I, I just that's ridiculous to me. But okay, but whatever. I'm know. not saying it won't be. It it might. You yeah. you might be right. Yeah. But if a, if a city is willing to come on board, give you the headline event, and invest that much money Dude, in advertising will... and pull from areas, they can pull from Idaho, What's, Wyoming, well, Colorado. We've had that race ten years. That, that I mean, they can always pull from those areas. It's a thirty-two thousand seat arena or thirty-seven thousand seat stadium. You can only fill it so much. You're only getting thirty-seven thousand. It ain't some sixty thousand seat. You know, monster. Jam. It's not necessarily about that. It's about and the thing they. I'm just saying, devil's advocate here. It's growing the sport. They're building different areas, and they may go back to Vegas if it doesn't work. But yeah. w- would you rather stay in a city where you're maybe the second or third best event of the weekend? Like what? What's the draw? Do they well, listen, a, I live in Vegas, and, and I'm probably going to get crucified for this. But correct I mean, me if I'm wrong. But does the stadium not sell out or come close to it for Monster Cup and the finals? I think it does. Right. I don't know. Thank you. So what, do you, what else are you going to do? So you think Utah so, won't sell out? So if you're the second or third or fourth biggest event in the city because of the fights, right? There's always a fight that weekend, Cinco de Mayo. It, it happens here in Vegas. But you don't think that the round before the last will still sell out? Because it probably – and the biggest complaint I hear is, no. oh, it's already decided by the time we get to Vegas. Well, it probably won't be this year. Well, but, but again, like, the ticket sales are strong for Vegas, partly because it's a smaller stadium. Ticket sales are strong for Vegas, whether it's the last one or the second last one or whatever. So why move it when the whole city of entertainment that is Las Vegas is such a great draw for fans to come to the finals? I mean, how to, many to foreigners grow have you something met? new? So that's already here. They've but built what are it. we growing? Growing area. You're pulling from those those locations, and that's that's but, but, that's but, the idea. But okay, but again, it's only a, it's a smaller stadium, so growing it and pulling from areas doesn't really matter because it it, it it's done well in the past. That stadium has always sold out, come close to selling out before. I don't remember ever being empty. Salt Lake. I'm speaking of Salt Lake now. But yeah, once you so, build a fan base, though, then you have better ratings. It affects more than just one event. But making it the final one won't matter. You can make it. You can do all those things you talked about as the second one. If they're willing to give you $20 million in advertising okay. to promote the entire series, Again, to promote the entire series, flipping it, you take it. Flipping it to me helping Bowers and, and McAdoo. You're selling out for the sake. You're selling the sake of the series out for money. No, you're money. building the series with that money. Oh, okay. There's you're, a difference. So you're building it for the people in Idaho and Utah and Colorado so you don't and everything think, else. So if we don't, if we promote stuff, it do you builds, think people if, in if Georgia, you promote stuff, right? People in Georgia are going to see this advertising from the Salt Lake people. Is that what the, you're thinking? Possibly, yes. Okay. All right. Well, I disagree on that. That's a fundamentally. When you say promote it, I imagine it will be promoted in the local areas and the outreach of Salt Lake City area. To, to grab this race. That, that's what I mean by promotion. From $20 this. million dollars goes a so. long ways. And this thing called the internet, we can get stuff everywhere. I would imagine it's going to be a pretty big... I, I would imagine they're going to put a lot into it. And I, I, I may be wrong, but I think we're going to see a lot. And I think if they're willing to invest that, you've got to give them one shot. You give don't, them a shot. Don't sell out your values, the, 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 the fact of Vegas, for money. The fact of Vegas is but such a great But you're still going to around. Vegas. Final round, Vegas. It's not the same. Okay, what now what is it so, going to lose this year by not being the final round? I don't know. I guess we'll see. 
you're going to lose, I think, a lot of tourism. I'm okay with trying city. it. I'm okay with trying yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I'm not That's saying fine. we might yeah, end up. Fine. We might end up right back there, right. and then you know they're kind of also in that transition between stadiums. The new stadium's almost done. This will probably be the last one at Sam Boyd. Yep. Yeah, to me, to it's, me, it's it's it's, it's it's a weird area. To me, there's always complaints about the series schedule whenever it gets released. So I just look. I shrug my shoulders at those complaints. And to me, Salt Lake City being the last round is ridiculous. And the St. Louis one, I scratched my head at. Not a big deal. Uh, every single year when the, when the series comes out, I hear nothing but complaints from the truck drivers. But the truck drivers, if, you, if they want a million dollars, they would complain about the taxes. That they, so <laughs> I don't take a lot of the truck driver complaints to heart. They're normally not happy unless they're complaining. So, but the, so the St. Louis round two and the Salt Lake thing are the only things that I have any issues with. And at that's all. pretty much everyone else. And I'm, and, 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 so, yeah. The Vegas thing, I'm, I'm okay with. I'm more upset about the St. Louis thing, but it is what it is. Yeah, I don't. And St. Louis round two will be a West round. So that's a little weird. Like, well, they want you got these privateers. You know, like you could, if you were just a privateer West guy, like a uh, Jake Canada was for a long time, or um, uh, uh, Cole Martinez, or these type of guys, dude, you could do Phoenix, Oakland, Anaheim's, Seattle. You know, you could keep it Utah, Vegas. Now you got to go to St. Louis, man. So yes. that's a and, tough and, one. And they weren't exactly thrilled about that either. But no, when, no. With, the, with the available, well, why not options, make it an East? Because I, I would agree. Why with not you. make I, it an East? I, I, I don't. Mitch, Mitch Payton's whole thing. Everybody uh, dude, be ready I, for I'm January. I'm with you. I'm, Everybody be I'm ready with for January. You, so, but them to get more stars on the track. Riders that are hurt that are names, they don't want to leave them out of the series because they're afraid they'll avoid it. This way they can switch them to East. Dude, that's but, that's but, the yeah, answer no, I was given. I, know, I'm, but I'm, you'll, I don't but, agree with you. But think I, about, I don't agree with that. Think about the fact that you're like, we're protecting against injuries. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. There's injuries every single year no matter you. what you do. That's and, a, that's and if a, you start moving the goalposts around to fit the injuries in, that's ridiculous. I'm with so. you. It's a bad argument. And back in the yeah. day, they used to open with the Texas. It was East-West. Yeah, I'm okay yeah, with that. And I think it should be like that. Uh, Robert's on one. He wants to talk about uh, Supercross schedule questions. What's up, Robert? How are you? Hey, I want to start out by saying I completely agree with you on uh, going to Salt Lake over Vegas is a bad move just because the, the party atmosphere in Vegas is final. There's shit to do in Vegas when the races are done. Like, oh, everybody loves I think, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's part I of the thing. Everybody, the families don't. I got a bunch of friends that are family men that go to Monster Cup in Vegas every year and that's their time away from their family. That's their time to party. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just, well, that's what Feld wants to bring the entire family, not just the party. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Listen, look, 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 hey, they sold out for money. They sold out the final round for I money. I don't necessarily agree with so, that. That's, uh, that's, well, the main question is, yep. do you think we'll ever see a time when there's not four rounds of Supercross in California? No. Because if you look at the schedule, you know, there's 29 rounds total. They get five events out of 29 rounds, like, you know, I'm from Texas. We get Arlington and Houston, I don't you know, f- Houston on and off. I'm I, mean, missing the- I, just, I don't see how they're drawing that much crowd. Am, miss- Am I missing the fifth round? Two Anaheims, San Diego, and Oakland. Yeah, and then, and then two rounds of outdoors. I'm saying that the series, both oh. series as a whole. Oh, oh get, five out of 29. Got it. Right. Right. Got it. Yeah, but, dude, California's so huge. NorCal and SoCal, that's, that you can't even – you can't count that. That's not the same people. That's not the same – at all. Yeah, like that's, Oakland is considered a completely different demographic market than SoCal. And everything. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if I'd completely, like, you can't, like, it's not like um, Missouri's getting five rounds where you're just getting Kansas City and St. Louis and you, you drive across to each one of them. So I'm not completely with you, but no, dude, it's not going to happen because 
it's just the, the that's where the sport was founded. That's where the sport's very popular. Anaheim Stadium is is a good rental for those people. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't see it. Well, I guess it's it's easier on privateer West light teams. You know, they don't have to do near as much traveling as like the East privateer light or two fifty guys. But yeah, it just it seems like they could they could spread the love a little better than than that. But I yeah. guess the numbers the numbers don't lie. Yeah, I mean, the numbers don't lie, and it's a, it's it's a where everybody's located that, except for JGR. You know the teams and everything. Yeah, it's I don't see that happening. I just California's going to nah, be going to be where it's at. So until they stop supporting it, they'll be there. Yeah, it pretty much. So all right, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good deal. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. What else, Cooksey? What else is AC's penalty? How did you feel about the red bud two spots? Yeah, and that, and that well, rule. And what would you do to fix that rule? Davy Davy was not happy with me putting that video on Instagram. Uh, he thought the penalty was totally fair. What video did you put on there? I, I compared it. Ferrandez going off the track. It's oh yeah, yeah. To, to That's Adam. fair. Now you know the, the point that he made and the officials wanted to make was Adam had the Colorado thing that he didn't get penalized for, right? Um. Look at my wife calling me. She knows I had a show today. She's calling me. <laughs> but, um, hold on. Watch this. Throw, throw on. Yeah, Pookie, I'm on the air once again with Moto 60 again. Pookie, usual. what up? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, sorry. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. There we go. Um, okay, so Colorado AC uh, got out of it with no penalty, which I believe that's a fair, good call. I think it was he spot on. down. There was tons of banners. All this. Well, so they said, okay, you did that. You went off the track of Paula off the start, which – yeah, but yeah, he did. Start, okay, yeah. they're like, dude, stop going off the track. Yeah. You, you know that's why we penalize you. Stop going off the track. Now AC told me the officials brought up the Nichols pass where Nichols tried to get him on the outside and Adam hit him and Nichols went off the track. Like what? Yeah, that has nothing. To, no, that's nothing apples, to do with oranges. It. I don't. Is, know. I don't have like, any idea why they would. That is say like that. saying, hey, we're arresting you for shoplifting and you threw your gum out the window last week. Like you're like, huh? Anyways, so I look. There's no. To me, what did Adam do? He got he almost died. It was it was not a you know he didn't go off the track on purpose to lose some to to miss a jump or anything like that. He almost died. He fell off the track from from Amart, and then he raced alongside and jumped in. And yes, Joey Crown had to move a bit to allow Adam to get back on the track. Yes, but no no harm. Nobody went down. Nothing happened. Adam uh, Joey Crown pulled c- closer to Adam than he was off the start. So, dude, to me in that red butt instance. There should have been no problem again. Uh, just no, nothing. Now, Ferrandez went off at Southwick. Nothing happened. He pinned it. He went another lane. He bounced off another lane yeah. to to get some traction. So now, to me, all eyes need to be on Ferrandez because yes. apparently Adam... He used, he used his mulligan, and now he gets... Okay. So if, if Ferrandez gets penalized, I'll be okay with the Adam thing, but I don't think that's... I just think everything you got to look at everything Dude, in a vacuum. It's so hard to be. Con- it's yeah, but you can't though. And that rule, I looked at that rule, and I looked at how to rewrite the rule. What if you go off if you miss two of the you know the markers? But then the markers are never consistent. No, Every no, track's you, different. You, you can't. There's no you way cannot, to do a stop you, and go. There's no. There's do, no way to uniform it. Exactly my point. There's no. You can't go back in where you exited and all that stuff. You can't do any of that stuff. You have to make a judgment call, and I'm okay with what they did. Yeah, I mean, look, am I am I horrified by it? No, I've seen way worse calls. Like I, and I told Davey that I'm like, look, I don't agree with the penalty, but I get it. Like I can, I, I can see the other side. Dude. And I, and dude, you know? I looked at golf, I looked at marathons, I looked at everyone who asked and enforced some sort of a track or course cutting or dude. Yeah, it, yeah. It, there's so many variables for every you yeah. know, way to rewrite yeah. it. I found, yeah. I found, I made it worse. Right? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, to me, in that instance, in that red, but now in Supercross, Jorgensen and that other guy collided, and Jorgensen missed the triple. And got it ahead of the guy, yeah. and he was all pissed off 
because he didn't. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you missed an obstacle. Like you, you gain, you didn't leave the ground. How could you possibly think you shouldn't get penalized? Adam did not miss an obstacle. Adam just pinned it alongside flat ground. And if he would have been five feet over, he, he almost killed Guy B. Uh, well, I mean, but again, it was an accident. Like he didn't mean to go off. I know, but he. You know? Pinned it, and but to your point though, when Dylan Ferrandez went off, you see those two dudes have to jump it. out of the way. He pinned Did it. You see those two guys. What about what about the guy that was coming the other way? That you out of the you, if you look closely, there was a guy coming. He probably saw Ferrandez go like this. Oh yeah, and yeah. and cut, to cut into the, Listen, the guy. That guy probably grabbed his brakes. Like he's had, like, what the hell? Had they docked him two spots, I wouldn't have a problem with. Yeah, him. yeah. So. Ferrandez, you mean? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, so I don't think they should have docked him, but I'm not outraged. I'm not. I'm not. I get it. You know. But, yeah. but but now you want to just see consistency. So Ferrandez is mulligan is gone, and now we need to see it. Do we have time to talk about when Star brings team tactics into this thing? Um, no, I don't think they do. Do you think they do? <laughs> do you think they do? Of course they do. As soon as it gets down to crunch time, they didn't do it. If in their Supercross? guys are close. They didn't do it. Wow, in Supercross? It was, there was too many variables. Who was the guy that who? There were too many variables. Who was on right the West? There? Um, why, why am I Nichols, blanking? Nichols. Okay, so Nichols caught him past Ferrandez at a race late in the season. See you later. Yeah, this is different though. They got that many guys. They can really make a change, and they're they all up could. there. I think they will. I, I, okay. I, I, I don't know. I, I have to think that dirty motherfucking Wilhon. He, yeah, he's dirty. Yep, yep. But I don't know why they wouldn't. Every other team would. If Mitch had three guys up there, he has in the past. Mitch has said he's never done it. Mitch has said he's never done okay, it. Okay, you're trying to tell me that. You know, they didn't let Tedesco go a little bit easier. And how about Matt Walker stopped and yeah, helped, that was helped Matt, him fight off Matt's Alessi? Decision. Matt's decision. I know, but I'm just yeah. saying, Matt's whether they're ordered or not, they right. will have teams helping them. I don't know, man. I'm with you until I, I, I said that I would do it on a show. I asked Wilbur, and I said, well, why don't you? I mean, this is near the end of the race, near the end of the series, and this is everything you guys worked for. But then the next race, Nichols went out and hunted down Ferrandez and left him. And I'm like, wow, okay. Like, yeah, so... Yeah, and well, I don't think he was in necessarily, at that time, the position for him to win the title wasn't what you would want to... Well, he was a second, so... I, I get it. I, I, yeah, uh, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, all right. Thanks for coming in. No worries. Appreciate Thanks for having me, man. Chris Kirksey from uh, WPS Fly Racing and uh, also does some stuff for Vital MX as well on there, so... Um, Thanks, Tits. Appreciate it. Yo. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We are... We're not... Uh, no show next week. I'll be up in Boise at the Fly Racing launch, so... No show next week, everybody. Thank you, Fly Racing. Thank you, uh, Pro Taper, 100%. Maxis Tires. Thanks, Jason Thomas. Thanks to you people for listening. See you in a couple weeks.